Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Wednesday. Wednesday? Tuesday. Tuesday, Tuesday morning. It's all running. This is again. what happens in our bye week. You're right. You're right about that. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our service minimum out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It would be a little weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in West. I've been to West. West isn't even West. It's, it's, it's like central Mississippi. It's around Durant, yeah. Mississippi. Yeah. Like nothing West about around it. Holmes County. Yeah, is in Holmes it is County? in Holmes County. Yeah. We used to have a joke in my friend group about West Mississippi. Can you tell the joke or is it? It wouldn't be funny to anybody else okay. but us. We'll leave it. But there. it was about West. I don't know how I feel about you talking down about the good people of West. I'm not I'm not talking down about that place. It was just the guy that made the joke that uh-huh. we made the joke about. Uh-huh. Or he didn't make the joke, but... He used to tell us about West Mississippi, and so right. we would joke about that. I got you. Okay. Well, wherever you are in our fine state, if you're looking to get coffee and you can't get to Starville or Columbus, or sorry, Starville or Tupelo, you just head over to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and order it to be shipped right to your door. And when we get closer to the holidays, guys, for a coffee lover, they have hot chocolate, they have a lot of great gifts, strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you are looking for. Check my Twitter every now and then. I'll be throwing out some links from College Corner, especially as we get through the holiday season. And look, we're only about a month away from Black Friday. They always have a great deal on Black Friday. If you get there early, you can save a ton on deals uh, that day. So when you're looking for Mississippi State stuff for the holidays, you know you got people to shop for, do it at College Corner. Humble Taco, Starville's best Mexican restaurant, Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. And that's not just a uh, you know, it's not just a catchy slogan, although it is a catchy slogan. I mean, they mean it. When you go there, you, they've taken Southern food and Mexican food, Mexican food, and put them in the culinary blender, and they 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 found a way to mix them together. The culinary, culinary, okay, cu- cu- culinary, the cool culinary, cool hip. Anyway. <laughs> That's the first time I've ever heard that called culinary. Culinary. It's very. I'm trying to be very, very fancy. <laughs> Anywho, Humble Taco. Uh, today's Taco Tuesday too. So, you know what that means. Yeah. Go get some tacos at Humble Taco. We're putting the uh, the last week together here for uh, for First Responders Month over at Firehouse Subs. But the good thing about Firehouse Subs is. You can always make donations to, to your first responders there. Every time you go there, they're like, do you want to round up? And unless you're a jerk, you say yes. You know, I mean, what what's an extra 50, 60 cents? But it goes straight into your community. Since 2005, the Firehouse Loves Public Safety Foundation has donated over $800,000 
here in Mississippi to our first responders. I mean, how many millions do you think it is nationwide? So you want a great lunch and you want to do something good for your community, eat at Firehouse Subs. Location Starville at Oxford, Columbus, Tupelo, Floyd, Madison. I thought after yesterday's show, we need a new show intro. So I want to get your thoughts on this. We have a new intro? Possibly. <laughs> I just want to... We'll see how it goes. No more volume. Yeah. Are you in? Yeah, I'm in. You know I'm in. <laughs> I may let it run. Half, a third of our audience is going, yes! The other, third, the other two-thirds is like, what? Thunder and lightning hits the attitude era yeah. pers- portion. Oh. I, I, I got it. I got it. Hold on. All right, hold on, hold on. I got, I got it. Hold on. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Thunder and Lightning. I'm good old Brian Haydad, along with Robbie the King Falk. And today, we're going to talk about Mississippi State sports. Anything? <laughs> we're live from St. Louis. And tonight, Vince McMahon has promised this is going to be the end of Mississippi State Athletics. <laughs> See, we can make it work. All right. Apparently, no. apparently, uh, our show did not go over well with the good people at Six Pack Speak. Is that what you're uh, saying? They, they were not happy with the, with the amount of arguing, the amount of bickering that we did. So well, I'm, you know what I got to say to that, brother? <laughs> Calm down. When you have your own show, you can say whatever you want. It's a true story. Uh, no bickering today. No, we'll try to bicker less. Um... This is a bickerless so, thunder and lightning. Yes. So here's what I want to do today. Uh, is is there a press conference today? No. Okay. So our last press conference, you know, would have been with Mike Leach on uh on Saturday after the Alabama game when he was talking about dinosaurs. He was t- and, and and first off, I don't know who that guy is that was in my Twitter mentions. That is the most condescending. Oh, uh, he's the he is incredible. The, he's one of the worst Twitter accounts. I've Doesn't seen. follow me. I, Doesn't I, listen to the podcast. Guy, he decided to jump in and tell me that we're pandering to him. Like, I can't stand that guy. Every now and then he'll get he'll get my mentions or I'll see him. Like yeah. I saw you quoting him, and I'd already muted him. So I had never I, had any dealings with this person. I had before. to go see who is this, and so I went and saw. I was like, yeah. ah, nah, ah. and look, you know, I, some people were getting on him about his politics. I, I don't judge people on their political beliefs. I judge people on how they react. Yeah, to no, he's just a bad. He's, he's just, just a not bad a good person. person. Although but, it's although it said in his profile that he's a good person, ah, well, I don't that, believe that, you. That was a lie. It was. So what we're going to do here is this, Robbie. I'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna do a little role play today. Okay. I'm gonna play the role of Mike Leach. No, I'm no coughing, no mucus, just talking, right? So you're not gonna talk about footballs. No, no. I, I'm gonna play the role of Mike Leach as he should be. Okay. You're gonna ask. I'm gonna give you a full press conference worth of questions here about what happened Saturday. About what happened, what's going to happen during the bye week, what do you expect from Auburn, so on and so forth. You can ask whatever you want, and I'm going to give you the answers that Mike Leach should give. That's our theme today: what Mike Leach should be saying at these press conferences. So, okay. so uh, we'll start. We'll start with you, Robbie. Coach against Ellis. I mean, against Kentucky, you had the ball uh, on the opening possession and. You know things didn't go very well, and and the offense didn't really seem like it had much of a flow. I think y'all rushed ten times for twenty two yards. Did you feel like there was a correlation with the offense not being able to have a whole lot of production in the rushing attack? Well, I think the numbers play that out, Robbie. I think when you look at this team this season, 
when we've been successful offensively have been the games where we've been able to run the football. You know, in the past, and in maybe in different conferences, uh, you know, I could, I could run this offense and call plays and didn't have to run the ball more than maybe 10, 12 times a game. Here in the SEC, I feel like, you know, you've got to have a little bit more of the run, especially when we have a quarterback, Will, who is a great leader and a great player for us, but he's not a runner. So we need our actual running backs to be a bigger part of the offense in terms of the running game. So yeah, you're absolutely correct. You know, one of the reasons we, we struggled against Kentucky was I didn't do a good enough job of stressing the run game in the play call. Coach, do you have an update on Dylan Johnson's injury situation? Uh without getting into a lot of specifics, he's got he's got a knee injury and uh we you know, we are hopeful to have him back. Uh, maybe this week, for, or maybe next week, I should say, for Auburn, uh, maybe for the Georgia game. We expect him back this season, but we don't have, I can't give out the specifics of that injury. What about Jaden Crumity? You know, you, you haven't, nobody's mentioned anything about him. He's noticeably missing. Every now and then we'll see him on the sideline. Is he just, does he not like wearing shoulder pads anymore, or is there something going on there with him? <laughs> it's funny you ask that, Robbie, because yeah, Jaden obviously has been out this season. Uh, he suffered an injury during fall camp, uh, and it was a little more severe than we, we would have liked it to have been, you know, because it's cost him a good chunk of his final year here at Mississippi State. He's a guy who's got a bright future in front of him. That being said, he's another guy that we, we think after we get through this bye week, we can get him back on the field, and that's going to be a huge plus for our defense, you know, coming off of a great performance against Alabama, where I thought they did enough to win, uh, I, I, to get Crumity back will be a huge boost for us. And, and especially, you know, we haven't we haven't done as good a job as we should maybe this year. And I've talked to Coach Arnett about this uh, with with rotating our guys in and out. Adding a, a player of Crumity's talent is going to help us a great deal when we get him back. Going back to the offense, Coach. Uh, there, there's a lot of coaches that have coached underneath you that have adapted their offensive game plan and the scheme. Um, it's not as much a traditional air raid as you run. Why do you feel like those coaches have done that, and why has your air raid been consistently the same since you started coaching? Well, you know, obviously I'm very proud of, of all the guys who've worked under me and have become successful head coaches. And you know, none of us are the same, right? We all have different ideas of, of how we think we should be successful. Uh, I've been successful doing the things that I do. Lincoln has been successful doing the things that he does. Sonny has been successful doing the things that he does. Um, you know, so on and so forth. Um, and that's not to say that I can't, you know, that the, the teacher can't take from the student every now and then. Um, but at this time, you know, with what I have on the field right now, I feel like that the way I'm, I'm, we're running this offense is probably the best way. Now, it doesn't say that I don't make mistakes. Like I just said earlier, you know, I've got to make a, a more concerted effort sometimes to get the running backs involved. And, and, and what we're, you know, some of the things we're, we're trying to look at in the future, you might see a different side of this offense. It might look a little bit more like some of those other, those other offenses. So, you know, it, it, you can't be too proud to take from, from other people. You know, that's what coaching is, you know, it, it's stealing. I mean, everybody passes the football, so it's like, how do you do it? So I, I, I need to, you know, it's not that I, I feel like I'm not doing a good job, but I feel like my guys that have worked under me are also doing a good job. Maybe I need to take a look at some of those things. That was a thoughtful answer. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you made a coaching change or moved some guys around, I guess, in your coaching staff, and Eric Mealy has been your uh, special teams coach after Matt Brock coached that that position. The, the special teams seem to have been uh, really consistent. 
at the first part of the schedule outside of kicking, but you know, you've had two muff punts that have been critical that have led to points for the other team on the road. Um, you've had a couple of bad punts the last couple of weeks. It seems like special teams is starting to dip back into inconsistencies. What do you attribute that to? Why do you think that that's been the case so far in your career at Mississippi State? I, I absolutely agree with you. I mean, special teams has cost us wins. And, and we've the things we've done, you know, we went into the portal and got a couple of kickers, and we thought they were going to be more consistent. And it just hasn't been that way this year. Uh, as far as our return game, I mean, Austin Williams is one of our most sure-handed receivers we have. But, you know, a couple weeks ago in a, a clutch situation, you know, he, he had a bad play. Uh, Saturday night, Xavier Thomas, who had been really good for us this year and has shown us some, some ability, made a bad play. So it, it does seem to be piling up. You know, to answer the question, I don't know. I don't know why we continue to have special teams errors week in and week out. You know, I know Coach Melee is a good coach. I, I see what he's doing with these guys. There have been some good things this year. We, 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 you know, we've had a couple weeks back and back with, a, with poor punting. But prior to that, our punting had been fantastic. We have explosive return guys. Tulu Griffin is maybe one of the best return guys in the, in the Southeastern Conference. So there's a, there's a lot. There's a, you know, people really like to focus on the negatives, and I get that because they're just easier. But we have a lot of positives too, and we're going to continue to work, and we're going to you know continue to find it. And I, I would be willing to bet we'll have a game this year where special teams wins us that football game. Coach, I've noticed since you've been here, you've very rarely ever wear the banner M on the sidelines. And it trickles down to your coaching staff as well. We're seeing a lot of state script. We're seeing a lot of M over S. We're seeing uh, you know, the block state. Um, first of all, do you have a marketing degree in your 10 degrees that you have? Secondly, do you understand how branding works? And third of all, why do you believe that these logos are far superior to Mississippi State's main logo. Well, you're going to get me in trouble, first and foremost, Robbie, with this line of questioning. I don't want to – nobody, nobody tell John or, or Rhett what I'm about to say, but you know, I, I don't really make a big deal out of what the coaches on the sidelines wear. You know, they get to pick their own stuff. So if, they, if you're, what you're saying is, you know, the, the other guys are wearing whatever, it's because that's what they like. You know, they give us a whole selection of stuff. You can pick whatever you like. The, the, the stuff that I'm wearing, it's just stuff that I like. You know, maybe I got like a Johnny Cash thing going there. I like to be the man in black. I don't know. But as far as a preference for a logo, I, I don't have time to worry about that, Robbie. I mean, you know, obviously the script state is the best one, but, you know, I, I got a football team to coach. That's my least favorite answer, I think. <laughs> well, they can't all be winners. That's all I got. I, I mean, you pretty much answered every question that I would like answered, truthfully. That was like 11 minutes of our life. I like it. You know, and let me ask you this, because you've you've done a lot more press conferences than me. Did I say anything in there that like a football coach couldn't get away with saying? No. A lot of it was, you know, some coach speak, Mm -hmm. uh, just, you know, a bunch of words that rounds around to saying mostly nothing for the most part, but it's a good quote. That's what I mean. I just wish that one time he would sit down and do. And like I said, I don't feel like I was like overly candid. No, like I'm not, not giving away the game plan, you know, or anything like. Not that I know it or anything like that. But I just, I just wish from time to time that football coaches in general, but Mike Leach in particular, would just just answer the questions. Yeah, you know, it's just not his. It's just not his way. I mean, that's just that's what I've come to terms with. I mean, he's just not. He's not going to really change on it. And I get it. I mean, he's. Just, he just doesn't like really talking about football, basically. Is Which what it is weird. Down to. 
But I mean, it, it is it is pretty wild. Like when he just starts rambling on something, it's always some like about something else. Like John- even his thing about the dinosaur thing the other day, mm-hmm. he talked about football for like. 30 seconds in that. Yeah. The rest of it was talking about how fun it was to ride around the station wagon, dino, you know, the T-Rex's athletic. in their hands. Yeah. Which, by the way, would take millions of years of evolution. I'll say this, though. I would, if, if he's going to be like this on football answers, I'd much rather him have a couple of those zingers in there mm-hmm. than just the whole press conference be completely bland mm-hmm. and boring all the way through. I mean, because yeah. that was at least entertaining. It was. It was entertaining. Uh, Josh Pate's reaction to it was outstanding. If you haven't watched Sunday's Late Kick with Josh Pate, I, I thoroughly recommend it just for his reaction to Mike Leach's press conference. It was really funny. Um, I don't think Josh is a fan of the press conferences either. No, because Josh is, is like us. He's he's a football guy. and there, football, there's football just... guy has gotten like this bad rap. Yeah, like you're like football guy means I'm a guy who'll play. You tell a player to play with a broken leg. Yep. It just means I enjoy football. And when I ask a football-related question, I want a football-related answer. And I think we get a bad rap, too, like when we when we want to hear things at the press conference. Mm-hmm. It's like that big thread we had last week about our show. Right. I was complaining about not getting information because we're getting information for subscribers for and y'all. people that follow. Right. They're, they're, we, are the, we are the bridge for Mike Leach to fans. Mm-hmm. And other than the call-in show... You're not talking to Mike Leach about football. Right. So if you have a question about why did Mississippi State not do this, well, I'll, I'll see if I can get an answer on Monday. Yeah. You know, what, what's, what's going on with this injury? Is this guy out for a long period of time? The what's, injury one is the most frustrating one, Robbie. I mean, because I don't have to know what's wrong with him. Exactly what just I just say, said. Just say, you know, he's we out. expect he's back practicing. Yeah. We'll, we'll evaluate him this week. That's fine. He's out. He's back practicing. We'll see what happens. You know, these are things you could say. You don't have to come out and tell us that Dollar Bill is as strong as a horse when we all saw him walk limp off the field. Yeah, you know the way I would. Fr- I, and I haven't gone to a press conference because I mean they they get held while I'm supposed to be on the air. But like I, I would be, I would I always wish one of y'all would phrase the question: Do you expect to have Dollar? Do you expect the guy to play? So you know you could ask. So do you expect Dylan Johnson didn't play last week? Do you expect to play him to play against Auburn? Because mm-hmm. if he there's there, the only way to answer that and not answer it is to give me a dinosaur answer. Yeah. Is to start going into well, you know, people ask questions like that, and it reminds me of a time where I used to go get a milkshake. Right. I, I don't, I don't care. So, you know, I mean, I, it's just, it's just like I, none of us are trying to uh, undermine Mike Leach or or right. anything like that. We just want. I would like to know, like, you know, why did it? Why did you guys I, not run the football as much against Kentucky? Why, are, you know, why is this happening? You Who's, know what I want? Why is this guy hurt? I want to do my job. I just want to be able to do my job. My job is to ask questions and get answers. My job, my job problem, is more opinion and analysis maybe than your job is. Well, but the problem when like when we say that, like I would just like to do my job. Well, then we start being being called out. Like we're we we think it's all about us and stuff like that. The the thing that I say about that is you know if we if I'm at a press conference like last year we were we had to sit there for an hour and a half or two hours waiting on Michael Leach, mm-hmm. and he never really said anything when he came in, like apologizing or whatever. Like, my entire Monday is around that yeah. press conference. I have side papers that I'm writing stories. I'm catching up with high school coaches. Yeah. I have to put all that on hold to get to that press conference, and I live 30 minutes out of the way. I'm not trying to make it about myself, but 
if you as a business person or whatever you do have have a meeting that you've set aside for that day and somebody is two hours late for it, you would be furious. So why are we not allowed to be upset about that too? And I and I say all that to say this year Mike Leach has been on time or yeah, he's been or close. just a little late. But and it's not that's a, I'm not a complaining about that, but I'm just that talking about me. It's bothered me from day one is that I know like if a player just showed up to practice 30, 40 minutes late, there would be a repercussion to that. Yeah. But he can do it. Yeah. And like I've never understood that. Like I always feel like, you know, that's an example you set. And you know, Leach is a winning head coach. He's been doing it for a long time. I'm not trying to question him. It's just odd. It would be odd to you if you were at work and your boss came in every day 45 minutes late. And I, and not we're not talking about like a, a CEO of a company who's like, I can just do work from home or whatever. We're talking about like the boss has to be there to do the job. Yeah. And he just shows up 45 minutes late every day. But you show up 15 minutes late and it's an issue. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense to me. But... That's for another day. So that is your honest Mike Leach press conference. I, it worked for me. I feel, would be perfectly fine with that. I feel like that, that was therapy kind of for you. I feel like you 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 got out some some demons out of your system. Well, now. I mean, like, and, I just want to hear answers. And again, like I I have nothing personal against Mike Leach. I, we talked well, about the other day. Don't like, tell other people that he's great. Like away from football, he's yeah. so he's so fun to be around and talk to. Like it's just, I would like to to hear the questions that I asked. I would like to hear a good, honest answer. And like ever since that egg bowl or whenever that was, whenever Joel asked the question about timeouts, and he and he was like, "Well, when you become a coach, you can." Have, hey, what's the point of us even trying to ask a question at this point? Right. When you're doing when you say stuff like that, I mean, that's a good, honest question. I mean, that you should you should have to answer for. that question from Saturday came from Steve, Steve Robertson. I mean, he didn't ask about dinosaurs. He, I think he, he just he, he asked about the bye week. He was like, what do you guys plan to do during the bye week to get better? And that's what it turns into. Steve doesn't ask that question, never mind thinking it's going to go into dinosaurs. He's not asking that question, and none of us are, thinking it's about to. this is where he's going to run off the rails. Yeah. But you can count on it. You can count it. Once a, once a press conference, he's going off the rails. for, for Now, that's a extended example. That was a four-minute answer. Yeah, that, that meant nothing. That was a Washington State, yeah, presser, pretty much. Like it felt like this is the kind. Like if State had won, we I think we would have all been laughing. Like this is a hilarious yeah. thing. But when you lose, and and for us it's one thing. But when you're and this is why people don't buy in. When you're a fan, and somebody asks you that question, and you get that answer, I mean. Why am I? I don't know anybody tickets? that was. Yeah, I don't know anybody that was like, "Oh my god, this is hilarious." Yeah, you know, like it was just kind of like the only people who were and, are the people. I, I'm, I'm I'm trying to come up with a, a term for some of these people who are just like. <clears throat> have you read you read Animal Farm? I haven't read it, but I've seen the movie. Okay, Animal Farm. Oh no, I'm thinking of. Uh, You're thinking of Animal House. Anim, no, I'm thinking of. Uh, is it Funny Farm? Funny Farm. Yeah. Okay. Totally different things. Yeah, no, no, I haven't. I, okay, I haven't. I so, haven't Animal read that. Farm. It's it's an allegory for fascism and communism, and and you know the animals talk right. And there's a horse. The horse is named Boxer. Boxer is not a very bright animal, mm-hmm. but he's the hardest worker because he's the horse, right? He whenever he whenever the leader says something, and the leader is a pig named Napoleon, he always says. Napoleon is always right. He's like, he'll hear something. He's like, I don't know if that's true or not. Well, Napoleon said, oh, Napoleon said it. Napoleon is always right. Yeah. 
That's what a lot of state fans are. Yeah. Mike Leach said it. Well, Mike Leach is always right. And then when Leach leaves, the next guy will always be right. There's, there was a guy who came and then, and then when the, when he leaves, those people will start bashing him. Yeah, yeah, because he left. Because he left. So. Yeah, while he's here, so. he is what he says. Bunch of boxers. What he says means more than what people say that have been here forever. Exactly. That want the best for Mississippi exactly. State. They have more loyalty to a coach than they do the I, actual university. I have been fighting that so battle weird. for a long time, Ron. So weird. Long time. We witnessed it last week on that 15-page thread that we yeah. had. The people were mad at what we said. Yeah. Everything that we said was completely, completely accurate. Uh, except for the punter thing. I will take, yeah. I will wear the punter thing. That's okay. All right. Well, let's move into our SEC picks. That's brought to you by our good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council. Who want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. So I made some steaks last night. Fantastic. I was so happy with my dinner last night. Let me tell you what I made. I'm going to tell you the whole deal. So I had the big ribeyes, right? Delicious. Cooked them on the grill. You know, we're talking about 10 minutes worth of cooking time total. How big three. How big were they? Oh, they were good. About, about, probably about a 12, 14-ounce ribeye. Mm. Really good. I made some twice-baked potatoes. Mm. Those were the best twice-bakes I've ever made. I took the potatoes, pound of bacon, stick of butter, half pound of cheddar cheese, Dano seasoning, Mix it all up, put them back in there. So good. And then I did some broccoli with like this spicy vinaigrette dressing that I made up. I just started putting stuff together. It was really, I was really happy with dinner last night. Let's put it that way. Thanks but for the to start, I only had three steaks. Oh. I had one for and Emily wasn't there. So uh, me, uh, Jennifer, and Aislinn all had a steak. Well, good for y'all. <laughs> I was going to invite you this weekend. I, I think we might have to do a little get together and watch a. Uh, Watch the Rebels and the Aggies this weekend. Hey, that sounds good to me. I mean, we're going to be watching it anyway. Let's let's do it. At, at, might at as well. Hour. Might as well. And we might as well have beef. Beef. It's what's for it's dinner. For dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef. I say all that to say that beef is what's for dinner. Two brothers smoked meats in the heart of the country. Somebody told us today instead of arguing, we just need to go have a drinking challenge at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. <laughs> well, they're closed on. They're Monday. closed on Mondays, but maybe another day. The old man versus the youngster over there. Let's go ahead and let you know, by the way. Yeah, I know you You think. You, you said something to me once before about, you know, like, oh, old man, I'll take. Yeah, you just, you just watch your, watch yourself is all I'm going to say. Because I'm going to get old one day? No, no, because I'm, I've am i got old man strength. Oh, well, I know and, that. And, and then it, it extends to my liver. <laughs> so I'm just saying. But that's the good thing about Two Brothers, though. It's like the food is fantastic, obviously, right? But if you just want to go in there and have a few drinks and enjoy yourself, that's a great place to do it too. The bar is always uh, is always a good place to go. So it doesn't matter what you're looking to do. If you're looking to have a good time, two brothers should be at the top of your list. Two brothers smoke meats in the heart of the Cotton District. Great products, great service. Everybody promises it. Advantage Business Systems delivers it, and they deliver it. They have been delivering it for 47 years. That's a long time for anything to be around, especially a business. They only stay open that long because they are taking care of you. So when you need something done with your business, so in terms of technology, copiers, printers, computers, whatever it is, call Advantage Business Systems. And if something goes wrong, you need service, you call them back. And most of the time, you're going to be talking to the person who made you the sale, somebody you have a relationship with, somebody you can talk to on a first-name basis. If those things are important to you, then you need to call Advantage Business Systems. 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. You heard uh, Robbie ask Coach Leach about logos a little bit ago. 
If you're looking for polos with the logos that you love, the best ones are available at The Rogue. Their collegiate collection is second to none. They've got all the logos that you guys want, the M over S, the Walking Bully, the Strip State. But if you like the Banner M, they've got those polos too. So there's just, you can be, whatever you're looking for, it's covered at The Rogue with great products and, of course, the incredible service that you would expect from one of the South's top men's clothing stores. Shop at The Rogue in Jackson. Shop at therogue.com. Don't worry about the three-stripe life. Let's go shop at The Rogue. All right, Robbie Falk is up two games on me in this SEC picks. We've only got five to do this week. I'll be honest with you, though. I think there's only one we might disagree on. So we're going to see what happens. We'll start. We'll just go right down the uh, time here. Arkansas travels to Auburn. I feel like Arkansas got the bye week at the absolute perfect time for them. They, they come off, coming off a big win, get everybody as healthy as you can, and now get ready for the stretch run. I think Arkansas is dangerous these last few weeks, and I definitely will take them to win uh, at Auburn. Yeah, you know, I wonder about Auburn. They showed some signs of life against Ole Miss. They did? I wonder if that's something that they can Don't carry into this game. Don't speak that into existence, Robbie. Well, you know, Arkansas is not a great defensive team. And yeah. Auburn, right kind of, they found something, I think, in that game with, um, was it Robbie Ashford mm-hmm. and uh, Tank Bigsby. But 11 a.m., I can't imagine the fan base is super excited. I, I'm going to go with Arkansas as well, I believe. All right. Sounds good to me. Uh, 2.30 kickoff, the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. I mean, come on, we're both taking Georgia. Yeah, my biggest thing is what – can Florida cover the spread? It's a twenty-two point spread. I, I think that. that's that. That's a pretty pretty high number. I mean, let me double check that. I'm, I'm sure you're right, but I a, I think that they're going to be able to cover. But I'm taking Georgia. Hold on a second. Ooh, Southern Miss is on Thursday. That's exciting. Oh, nice. They're a one point favorite over Louisiana. They're going to win that game. Hmm. Uh, let's see here. Georgia. Yeah, twenty-two points. That's high. That's very high. Uh, I don't know that they'll cover it. I think Florida covers. I think Florida. Do you want to think, make that the bet instead? No. No. Yeah, we, we haven't done that. You're right. You're I, right. I, I think Correct. Florida loses by 17. Okay. We'll both take Georgia to win, though. Yep. Newly minted top 25 team, South Carolina. Are they in your ballot? Yeah. 24th. Okay. Uh, they host Missouri. I was right last week, so were you, mm-hmm. about Missouri not being able to cover against Vanderbilt. South Carolina's hot right now. They have games remaining with they have six wins, right? I believe that's good. They're six and two. They have games remaining. Six and two or five five let me, and let me, two. Let me let me you know what? What if I had a device right here that tells me they're five and two. All right. Okay. But they still have games remaining with Missouri, Florida, and Vanderbilt. Yep. They could win eight. They very well could. I think they'll get the win here. So give me the uh, give me the Gamecocks. They're inside the top twenty-five for the first time since twenty eighteen. This is a this is still a tricky game because yeah, coming off that top twenty-five, you're starting to feel yourself a little bit. It's a letdown game. Yeah, but I I, I just think Missouri's not. They're good. just not very good. So, so I'm going to South Carolina as All well. Right. Couple of interesting mm-hmm. games late night. Number three Tennessee hosts number nineteen Kentucky. Kentucky, another team. The bye week came at a good time for them, right? Mm-hmm. They they come off a big win, get everybody healthy. Now you have your big one of the biggest challenges of the season. Kentucky, two losses already, but they still have Tennessee and Georgia left on the schedule. Any chance here for the Wildcats? No, they're not a good road team. No, uh, I'm going with Tennessee big. All right, me too. I'll take the Volunteers. There uh, is like twelve and a half. 
spread. Let's see here. Tennessee, Kentucky, 12 and a half. You got it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, going, right. with, I'm going with Tennessee to cover. Last, but, well, in many ways least. Uh, Ole Miss, number 15 team in the country. Eight points, or eight percentage, eight positions they dropped, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. In last week's top 25. They traveled to Texas A&M, who is either a wounded animal or is ready to lay down. So which way do we want to go with that? I'll be honest with you. Ole Miss is only a three-point favorite. Mm-hmm. Ole Miss, by the way, I think I said it yesterday. Only three and five against the spread this year would be two and six. Yeah, if they didn't run a touchdown in with twenty seconds to go against Vanderbilt, it's only a three point spread. So if you're taking A and M and the points, you're basically saying you think A and M's going to win the game. Mm-hmm. I'm taking A M. Okay, I'm going to take Ole Miss. All right, got a chance to game get one on. back here. Game on. I just this will be it though. If I don't get this one three down, I don't know. There's how no I'm way. Gonna, it's going to be very no tough way. to come back. Um. The the reason I'm picking Ole Miss in this is because I just have no faith in A and M. I have I have no faith in A and M, but I have no faith in. I, I think Ole Miss got exposed, and I think I think, I think Ole Miss is on them. I think Ole Miss is definitely a fraud, but they're getting lucky in the fact that A and M's just kind of falling apart. I if don't A&M know what the quarterback won this game situation last week. You'd pick A and M, wouldn't you? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, no doubt. But like I said, uh, me and you both agreed on this. This is either. You know, A and M is done, or mm-hmm. they're about to rally. Right, they're either going to win or lose by thirty in this game. Yeah, and Ole Miss has played A and M fairly well in this series, mm-hmm. pretty well actually. Beat them last year. Um, they played they played pretty well in College Station too. Mm-hmm. The state of Mississippi has has done a good job against A and M since they've gotten in the in the SEC. But I just I I don't have faith in A and M. I I don't think Ole Miss is is ready to to mail it in either. They just had one loss. I think they get back uh, to their winning ways this week, and then I think they lose the next two games. This is a game that I thought Ole Miss was going to lose most of this season, but I just I've seen enough of A and M. I I don't know if they're going to be able to score that much. I feel like they're going to be able to run the football on Ole Miss, and, can, and if they do, yeah. I mean, but I I just don't. And the other thing I feel is Ole Miss has gotten kind of exposed in that. They're great in the first quarter, mm-hmm. and then it's just can you can you catch up with them? Yep. So if you can ever, and I think we said this yesterday, if you can ever lead after the first quarter with Ole Miss, you're going to win the football game. If this thing's so, zero to zero after like three possessions, or like A and M's up yeah. seven nothing or something, yeah, they're going to win. Ole Miss is off. I, I, again, I listened to Josh Pate, and he said, you know, I think LSU was credited with 17 hurries, mm-hmm. which is an in- unbelievable number. He said that if he was doing it, he might have credited them with double that. He said Ole Miss just could not block LSU. Ole Miss's offensive line has just gotten exposed. And that's what they that's what teams should be doing. The they Jackson Dart is putting them is, on the ground. Yeah. Uh because I I don't Three. know if he's if he's a guy that can beat you when you're putting pressure on him. I agree. I agree. So all right. So Robbie and I will differ on the Ole Miss uh Texas AM game. Noted Rebel Homer, Robbie Falk. That's right. Takes man. Ole Miss. I will take Texas AM and we'll see what happens. Either I'll be back in the mix. Or I'm going to be in deep, deep trouble come uh, Saturday night. All right. Also, one other note: uh, they announced kickoff times for the November 5th. State got a night game. I was a little surprised to see State uh, at night. I, I think Florida and Texas A&M their struggles relegated them to 11 a.m. 6:30 kickoff for the Bulldogs. I hate it though 
Because, I mean, I'd love to be home to watch second half of Georgia-Tennessee yeah. and then watch Alabama-LSU. But I think it'll be a good atmosphere. should be. Um, we, t- I, we talked to uh, somebody from Mississippi State on Saturday at the Alabama game, and they said that ticket sales are comparable to the Arkansas and Texas A&M games. little ahead of those. Yeah, so they feel like they're going to have a good crowd. And of course, the, Georgia's sold out. And they've put out a really good plan, four tickets for 90 bucks in a parking that's a, pass. That's a steal. For an, for, SEC, for an SEC game? game yes. That's a steal. Somebody t- tweeted at me. Let, me. let me give them credit here. Um... Where is he? Uh, Darren Abernathy tweeted at me. He, he just looked it up. So four adult tickets to a 6.30 p.m. movie in Birmingham, eight eighty-three $83. Yeah. This is going to get you four tickets Plus and a parking pass. Plus and all that stuff that well, you yeah. got to pay and for the movie theater. Same, same it's in Starkville. you got to pay for concessions. But, but not not as much, I bet. Probably not. As, it's probably cheaper to concessions at J. Yeah. Davis Wade than as the movie theater. So And he's also I mean, the point is like, Movie is probably ninety minutes, mm-hmm. and you get a three and a half, four hour football game. I mean, it's just an incredible deal. So you can't go to an SEC game no. like that for no. this. It's a great deal. Money. I, mean, I give MSU credit. Some some people might look at it and say, "Oh, they're desperate." Well, you'd rather sell the tickets than not. You know, you want to get people into the stadium. Yep. Why not offer a deal? I think it's a great deal. And well, that's, that's why John Cohen. Marketing. That's why John Cohen dropped concession prices. Yeah, to help. He's he's willing, and the you know they're dropping. Attend, I mean, uh, capacity stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They're trying to make this a great atmosphere and a, a great experience for fans. And this is a game state should win too. Yeah, so that's, that's a reason to show up. And like I said, uh, I've been saying it all year, but the the atmosphere, like the experience, the fan experience that they you know the state's done is the, as good as it's ever been. Absolutely. So if you, I mean, if you're if you're free next weekend. Bring the family. Come to the game. Yeah, 100 bucks. You can't beat it. Yeah. All right, guys. Tomorrow's the rumblings. You know what to do. Send us the questions. We're happy to answer them. And uh, we will talk to you on Wednesday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.